This episode is brought to you by Paramount Plus. Get in, loser! Mean Girls is now streaming on Paramount Plus. Join Katie Heron as she meets the plastics and Tina Fey's new twist on the modern classic. Get ready for more of the rumors, backstabbing, and jokes you loved from the original movie with some fetch surprises. Rated PG 13. Wear pink and head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. Yay, Networks. Love letters. Love letters to Kelly. Oh, I love the sound of that song. It just makes my heart sing because I know, Robert. What? That means we're getting ready to solve more of the world's problems. We are. We are. Welcome to Love Letters to Kelly. I'm Kelly Raspberry. Robert Ehrman back with me this week, as he always is. If Robert wasn't here, I wouldn't be here. Sure you would. No, I would not. I would just wait till you came back. And singing our Love Letters to Kelly jingle this week. Oh, we got a grown-up. I love it when grown people sing the jingle. Yeah, we have a lot of kids, but I love it when grown-ups do too. And this is from, and I I hope I say your name right, John, John B. Georges. Georges. George. Mm. It's like the plural of George. Georges. Georges? Anyway, he says, Hey Kelly, I hope you, your family, and the Kid Craddock Morning Show family are having a great start to the new year. Yes, if you don't know, Love Letters to Kelly originated on the Kid Craddock Morning Show, and we launched the podcast from the Kid Craddock Morning Show. If you haven't checked that out, I hope you will uh, give us a try there too. Anyway, back to John's letter. He said, I hope you enjoy my vocals on your jingle. If not, I'll still be your fan. (laughs) He said, I'm originally from New York City. He moved to the Dallas-Fort Worth area almost three years ago. Robert, he said he first saw us on Dish Nation. Dish Nation! A syndicated broadcast years ago when he lived in New York City. So Dish Nation is a show that featured three radio shows at first. Um, a show out of L.A., Atlanta, and Dallas. We were the Dallas show. We are no longer a part of nope. Dish Nation. But we still hear from people who still watch it. still on the air. If you watch Real Housewives of Atlanta... Portia from that show is on Dish Nation and Did Gary Portia D. just get divorced or well she's uh she is engaged oh, to okay. be married. But I thought there was drama there. Yeah, she well, she was she was with the baby oh gosh, now you're I don't really keep up with the Atlanta. <laughs> Portia was engaged to her baby daddy, that fell apart, and now she's engaged to another man. From what I understand. Correct me if I'm wrong. But I appreciate that um, John found us on Dish Nation, found the Kid Craddock Morning Show as a result, and as a result now on Love Letters to Kelly. She just got a $300,000 Rolls Royce. She's doing very well. That Dish Nation money's no joke, and I miss it a lot. Oh, that was from her fiance. <laughs> that was from the fiance, but I, I yeah, think she could afford to. I think she could afford to get her own. Dish She's Nation's doing, paying that. Well, they paid well, but she also has the Atlanta money. Do and they pay everybody the same, you think? I don't think so. I don't think so. And plus, now she has a spinoff where she's doing like Portia's family. Y'all, please forgive me because I haven't been religiously watching that one. I I loved Real Housewives of Atlanta, and I think I want to get back on board. I watched it originally, and then it got to the point where everybody was just screaming all the time, and it was tiring. But I like they're um, talking about bringing back some of the original. Um, Sheree might be coming back to the show if anybody's familiar. Um, Nene Leakes, I think, is gone, and she was just such a... You know, she's caused so much drama on the show and so much yelling and screaming. I just don't like all that. (laughs) Speaking of yelling and screaming, and I'm about to, like, sound like a hypocrite, 
because I've been watching Real Housewives of Salt Lake City. It's in its second season. Yeah. And my husband just came in the room the other night and he's like, what is all the screaming about? Because it's just been a just a colossal meltdown on this show. But it's been really fun to follow. I like the Salt Lake City one. New Jersey's back, Robert. That one's a good one. Um, Beverly Hills I watch. I want to get on board with Potomac because I understand Potomac's a really fun one to watch. But I got to go all the way back to the beginning and, and find yeah. out who these women are. But uh, Miami, I heard Miami was only on the Peacock, which, by the way, I got my husband to cancel it. And right after he did, all the great stuff started coming out on Peacock. But I just um, saw that it was on Bravo, too. So I might be able to catch up with the Miami show. Anyway, this is not a Real Housewife podcast. No, it's not. Speaking of Dish Nation, did you know, because Hedricrack's from here. Yes. And um, did you know he went to high school with my sister? Mm Mm-mm. Yeah. I did not know that. Same class, yeah. And I know that another member of our podcast family is a Rock T. Right. And he has a podcast. Uh, it's with his wife. It's called Perfect Pair. Perfect Pair. That's right. I don't think Rock T's in. He was on Dish Nation like us. He's no longer part of that show. Rock T's working, though. But it did bring us a Always. lot of fun fun people into our lives, including Rock T and Head Crack and Portia. So anyway, like I said, this is not a Dish Nation podcast. <laughs> this is not a Real Housewives podcast. This is the Love Letters to Kelly podcast. And uh, we need to get some letters. I think we've, we've we yammered do. on Let's. long enough. Dear Kelly, you are the love expert. I am. I'm married to my husband, and we've been together since 2001. We got married in 2005, have two kids, and I'm trying to save my marriage. I'm very unhappy. He doesn't treat me very nicely. He doesn't talk to me very nicely. And I get a lot of verbal abuse. I know we can work on this if he would just change, but I really don't see it getting better anytime soon. I don't want to be a single mom with two kids and one income. It's hard to afford to live that way, but probably not as difficult as putting up with him. Mm. Any advice on what I should do? Please help Elaine. Well, Elaine, I think you need to, you know, try to get into some counseling to try to save your marriage. And, you know, a lot of times with couples counseling, if if your husband refuses to go, you should go and and make those appointments because, you know, a lot of times it's easy to say I'm unhappy in the marriage and you do a lot of finger pointing and the verbal abuse stuff, you know, how I don't know. Um, that that's awful, and I w- I don't like that. But I think we also say somebody's verbally abusive, and I'm like I'm like I'm saying I don't know what he's saying to you. It could be truly truly horrible things. But I think we're so quick to say someone is abusive when it's just they're you know maybe just not as nice as they could be. You know maybe the silent treatment. Maybe you know what is what is verbal yeah. abuse? At what point does it go from just he's not really nice to abusive? I don't know. I'm not trying to judge it go down that path here. But I will say also that when, when you're in a marriage that's not working so well, it's really easy to put all the blame on this, the spouse that's not making you happy. Do you ever take ownership of what you might be doing to cause the breakdown of the marriage? I don't know. Um, you know, when I'm so mad at my husband, Alan, I, I, t- I tell them this, him this to his face. I flip him off behind his back all the time. I get so mad at him that when he leaves the room, I'll start flipping the bird, and I'm, oh, I'm so mad but I don't do it to his face. I said, that would be disrespectful. Right, of course. <laughs> I actually, I did one time flip him off to his face and I felt so horrible. I was like, I'm so sorry. Right? I, Just immediately, I said, I am so sorry I did that. I forgot I only do that behind his back. What's up with the flip off? I don't know. It just makes me feel better. It gets okay. it out of my system, okay. you know? But, you know, sometimes when I'm so mad at him and, you know, we all bury little things, little slights that we think, well, that wasn't right. That wasn't fair. He shouldn't have done that. He shouldn't expect me to do that. And I'll finally blow up and say something. He'll hit me back with, oh, yeah, well, this is what I haven't been saying that you've been doing. 
And the whole time, I think I'm the innocent, wonderful, perfect one in this relationship. And he's got a list of grievances, oh, too. Yeah. He hasn't aired out with me. Long. Exactly. A big part of being in a relationship is keeping your mouth shut, yeah. you know. And, but then when it comes out, it explodes and it's like vomit, you know. So I don't know the exact situation. I'm taking your word for it that he is verbally abusive and horrible. I'm going to take your word okay. for that. So, and you say, but, but she says staying is easier than leaving? Leaving might be easier than living with him. Oh, leaving is easier. Yeah, it says uh, it's hard to afford to live that way, but probably not as difficult as putting up with him. Okay, well, if it's that bad, then I would just bite the bullet and go. Because, I mean, I wouldn't stay in an abusive relationship. Right. I just wouldn't. Life is too short, and you think that the kids don't see it. They pick up on all that stuff. He might be saying things to you behind closed doors, but they see your interactions, your body language with each other. You're not demonstrating what a good, healthy relationship looks like. And if you've if you've tried counseling and therapy and nothing, you know, and you are truly not contributing to the problems in this relationship, you just picked a bad one, get out. But I also think there has to be a time when, you know, I can look back at the breakdown of my first marriage and it was ugly breakup. It was. But there were a lot of things I did in the relationship that were wrong. And I could go, well, you were more wrong than I was. I could do that all day. Or I could say, yeah, I screwed up too. And I learned from that and applied those things to my second marriage. I don't know. It's just hard when you only have one person's side of the story. Right. And it's also hard to say I could have done this different and then constantly living your life apologizing for. Right. You know, it's a. Eh. Right. It's I, It's just hard, like I said, when it's one sided like this. I would go to a, at least make a, an appointment for some marriage counseling. I'll tell you what. It's really hard to get in with a therapist right now unless you go to someone like BetterHelp because um, local therapists, they are to the max. I had a friend trying to find a therapist and I was like, well, try BetterHelp because they were trying locally. Mm -hmm. And it's like there are, they're all either booked up or the waiting list is months out because everybody needs therapy right now. Right. Everybody's going True. through it. Everybody. Yeah. Including the therapist. Yeah. And so... I would, yeah, including the therapist. The therapist they, needs they, a therapist. They probably can't do the workload they normally would, yeah. They're overwhelmed. And um, so I would try that route first before you break up your home. But like I said, if it's truly an abusive situation, I, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't stay. Love letters, love letters to Kelly. You know, the new year brought, you know, a lot of people with new ideas, new resolutions. We're going to take care of our bodies. We're going to eat better. We're going to work out more. How are you doing in your, your new program for the new year? You know, if you are still sticking to it and you're thinking you're eating a really healthy diet, there's still some gaps in there you could be missing. Over 97% of women between ages 19 to 50 simply just aren't getting enough vitamin D from their diet. 95% not getting the recommended daily intake of the key omega-3s. And that's why Rituals Essential for Women 18 Plus Multivitamin is perfect for you. It was formulated by exhaustive research to help fill in those nutrient gaps in our diets for women who are 18 and up. It's formulated with those nutrients to help support brain health, bone health, blood health, and provide antioxidant support. I love that this is for women ages 18 plus. A lot of women don't start worrying about things like their brain function or their bone health. I mean, really, until they get to about menopause age. Yeah. Just think about how much good you can do preventing those issues if you start early enough. Rituals Essential for Women 18 Plus was shown to increase vitamin D levels by 43% 
omega-3 DHA levels by 41% in just 12 weeks. Start a pattern, set a healthy habit that'll take you throughout your entire life with Rituals Essential for Women 18 Plus Multivitamin. Right now, Ritual's offering our listeners 10% off your first three months. Visit ritual.com slash love letters and turn healthy habits into a ritual. That's 10% off at ritual.com slash love letters. Dear Kelly, you are the love expert. I am. This past weekend has been a nightmare. Oh, no. I've written once before with an issue, but it's gotten worse. My ex remarried four months after the divorce was finalized. I never met her, nor do I know her name. She has one son. We have two kids that are soon to be adults. They stayed with him so they would not have to switch schools. This weekend, I received a phone call stating that everyone is not happy. So he would like the kids to move in with me or get their own apartment. I cannot afford a bigger place. He got everything in the divorce. Mm. And my son is a senior in high school. He did explain that neither party's exactly trying to get to know each other. It's putting a strain on his marriage. It's a mess. By the way, I did not know he was getting remarried. I found out through social media when a friend called me with the news. Please help. Signed, A.L., who joins us on the phone. A.L. I don't know how long it's been since you wrote the letter. Has anything changed since you wrote it? Uh, it's been uh, almost three weeks, I think. Okay. Um, any- only update I have received was uh, they sat down and talked again which has happened before, and I guess they're trying to work it out. But when I speak to my kids, they're telling me nothing has changed. So you've got two kids living with him. Yes. And the one is a senior in high school. How old is the other? The other is 21, uh, and she goes to one of the colleges in Denton. And the senior is is a boy, so you got a boy and a girl. Yes. All right, so the options are them sucking it up (laughs) and staying where they're miserable, or what's the other option? I mean, when I first heard of this, I just renewed my lease, and I stay in, like, a studio apartment Mm -hmm. because it is the only thing that I can afford right right now. So uh, he did ask if they could come stay with me, and he knows that is absolutely no room at my place and he said well they can um get an apartment together my son is uh graduating so they can just get an apartment together but he also uh was the type of person that uh they lived a sheltered life right and so i don't see them at this moment living on their own and being successful yeah an 18 and 21 year old living together i mean it's doable. I did it. It was a hot mess, and it's expensive, unless daddy's willing to write that rent check. I mean, how are they going to afford Daddy ain't that, writing right? that rent check. I know it's I a... Know. Right. Because <laughs> there's some other stuff going on. Like, even though he's remarried, my name is still on the mortgage, which is one problem that I'm having. But still, I can't get anything that I want because I'm showing this big mortgage. Right on my end and I don't make enough money to like just have houses it all wouldn't over appear town. to have it. Yeah. Do you have an attorney so, that's helped you with the divorce? We did it by ourselves because I oh, just yeah. basically like walked away and I said, you know, I just gave up basically. I understand I that, but I think you might have shot that. yourself in the foot financially. Yeah. You know? 
Because look, you're scraping by right now, and now your kids, they're in a situation that's not ideal for anyone. And I get it. Your your ex-husband, he pulled a fast one, brought some woman they don't even know into their lives, and now they're stuck living with her. And she, mm-hmm. being a newlywed, is like, what am I doing with these two grown children? They're, you know, I want to have this blissful honeymoon period, and I'm dealing with, you know, two teenagers, basically. So everybody's unhappy. Mm-hmm. I wonder, there's got to be some free legal advice you could get. Now, this is where you're going to have to do a little bit of research. Mm-hmm. I think, Robert, are you looking up some free legal advice? Yeah, it says there's the only one way to have your spouse's name removed from the mortgage, and that it says refinancing the mortgage. Refinancing the mortgage. That might be something... That's what I did yeah. right before we got divorced. Yeah. So I ha- I have asked about that before, and he's saying the new wife is refusing to uh, help him do that. Oh, please. Because the 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 house we built the house together. Yeah. yeah. And so it's like me and his house, and I think she just doesn't want to help him. No. It's time to make their so lives a little bit uncomfortable. I, I talked to him this past weekend, and I said, well, sell it. And he was like, okay, I'll think about it. And I was like, well, no, you know, if all this stuff is going on, you just need to sell it. You, yes. And oh, I'm yeah. trying. My brother tells me not to be, like, you know, the good person that I am. You deserve to walk away from that marriage with something. So mm-hmm. you need to go and fight for that. And I, I don't know... If this is something you can do on your own, if there's a way you can get an attorney. I know there's a lot of people that do pro bono work. Um, There's got to be some sort of agency that can help you. I think Robert's trying to look real quick while I'm talking with you. But you could force him, you know, being nice will only get you so far. And you're the one living in a studio apartment that when your kids need you, you don't have room for them. And that's where being nice has gotten you. So I want you to, you know, and it's not about being mean. It's about doing what's right and what's fair. Robert, did you find something? Yeah, and I'll email you some stuff uh, for Denton County specific. Denton County. Okay, so great. Thank you. So I want you to at least look into your options legally and see how you can make your your financial situation better so you can provide a place for your kids. Now, listen, 18 and 21... I mean, a lot of parents who are very well off financially have told their kids, you hit 18, you're on your own. Goodbye. Figure it out. That's tough love right there. So, but I understand I would, I would help. I would want to help my kids too. I'm not that, you know, but a lot of people are and they figure it out. You know, they always have a place to sleep and there might be somebody's couch and they manage to eat. They figure it out. But I just want you to walk away from this marriage not in this bad financial situation. So I, I appreciate that you did it on your own, what? but you got screwed. You had to talk. Oh. Okay. I know you got a lot going on. Yeah, I'm sorry. That's yeah. okay. It's okay. So why don't we start there? Why don't we start okay. about getting your financial, your financial situation in order? Be a loving, soft place for your kids to land. And hey, if things are bad enough, I would rather sleep on the floor, on a pallet made of quilts, you know, mm-hmm. that we do for our son who wants to always sleep uh-huh. in our room. We make him a little pallet on the floor when he wants to. I would rather sleep on a, in the corner of a floor of a little studio apartment and have peace and a, ha- a mother who loves me and cooks for me <laughs> and makes me feel good than stay in a house of turmoil, you know? So there is an oh, yeah. option if your kids really are in such a situation where they're so miserable 
you know, there's a way. Okay. But um and I'll shoot you that email. Yeah, get your legal options, okay, all right? Thank you. Thank right. you. Good, good luck. One. Okay, thanks. Uh-huh, bye-bye. Bye. She what had to go. Nightmare. She had a lot going on. What a nightmare. She had a lot going on. <laughs> She's like, break time's over. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, all, everybody knows my business. Uh, well, you know, that's the thing about, you know, women. I, I feel really bad. I, I saw another friend who went through a divorce, and she was a stay-at-home mom. Well, she, she had a career, but she stayed at home to have children. You know, she put her career on the shelf, and then she's a stay-at-home mom. And then they go to get divorced, and he bullied her. I mean, it was ugly. And she just basically took the crumbs Mm -hmm. he was willing to give her because she didn't want to fight and she wanted to keep it nice for the kids and all this stuff. And it was horrible and awful. And I saw what she went through because, you know, she wanted to be nice. And this is what nice gets you is the struggle. So it's not about being mean. It's not about being a jerk. Fair is fair. It's being what's fair. And men, I think, count on that a lot with the women just to, you know, play nice and go away. And that's what he's counting on, that you're going to raise a little stink every once in a while. He'll, I know, I Kids know. Kids are almost it, 18, both of them, I and they'll know, be done. I know, it's bad. I know, I know. And then you'll shut up for another six months, and then here you come again. I know, I know, just to shut you up and pat you on the head to go away. And it comes a time where you just got to stand up for what's right. Dear Kelly, you are the love expert. I am. I'm 49 years old. I've been a widow for three years now. Was married for 20 years. My husband and I were debating divorce when he found out he had brain cancer. Oh, so I stayed due to take care of him until he passed. That was a very, very grown-up, mature, loving thing to do. So I wanted to move on, but was true to my vows. I now know this crazy world of online dating. Yeah. I met a man 18 months ago. He lives two hours away from me, which was great in the beginning, but now a little harder. I have two children, a son that's 18 and a daughter that's 20, and my son still lives with me. He has children, a daughter 18 and a son 16, but they don't live with him. He's been living with his mother and stepfather after his divorce for five years. Oh, my. He's on disability for a nerve disease. He's the greatest guy, the kind of guy I've always hoped for to come. My family and friends say move on due to him not being able to support me financially. I would do whatever to help in support of a life with him, though. I drive to see him a lot on the weekends, and it's not reciprocated. Mm -hmm. But I miss him so much and want more from the relationship. I know we come with baggage at our age, and past marriages have guarded us. But should I let him know this is bothering me? Should I just ignore this and play on like I'm understanding or tell myself if he truly loves me, he'll be more willing to move forward in this relationship or just back off leaving him to notice his feelings? What do you suggest, Lori? She's asking me flat out, should I ignore the red flags, yeah. Kelly? Should I ignore the red flags? Listen, I know that you are excited about finding any living, breathing man that finds you attractive. That's what happens when you get back out in the world of online dating. You're like, I found one. It doesn't matter if he's living with his parents for five years. It doesn't matter that he lives two hours away and never makes the effort to come see you. Nope. It doesn't matter. You, you just, all these lists of undesirable things, you're like, but he makes him. me so happy <laughs> when I'm with him. No, he doesn't. You're just relieved. You're, you're settling for, somewhere for you to go something. Yes. Yeah, something you can say. I've got someone. I've got someone. You technically don't. You have a waste of time. I would get back out there. Do you have an understanding with him? Have y'all already made a commitment that you're exclusive? Have you had this conversation with him? It doesn't sound like it to me. I would. I bet the minute you got a match, you just stopped swiping. I right. bet you just like, I'm done. Success. I'm done. No, 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 no. 
listen to Kelly Raspberry. I was swiping around. Listen, I found, oh, I found actually this survey. I did Robert. too. Did it talk about how Americans are using dating apps? Yes, yes, okay. yes. You I have pulled the same, the same one. one. Yeah, okay. Great minds think alike, We do, Kelly. Robert. And I, I didn't have it pulled up, but this is just works perfectly. But it says that one in five people who are single and dating are using five or more dating apps at the same time. I know. Wow. Now, when I was dating online, I was using two because I didn't, I had like a, I just had a bad feeling about, we're not sponsored by any dating apps, so I can talk freely here, right? I just didn't like the idea of Plenty of Fish. To me, from the friends that I knew had been on it, it it was like a hookup app. app. Like you knew if you went on Plenty of Fish, what the deal was, which was really surprising to me when uh, millionaire matchmaker Patty Sanger Met her fiance no longer together on plenty of fish. Yes, Random, yes. right? You'd think she could right, do whatever. Right, yeah. So anyway, I did Tinder and Bumble, and those are til- still the top two apps that are being used. Um, when I got on Bumble, it was very new, and so there was fewer selections. But I thought it was just easier to select when I start. That's how I met my husband. Um, they say number three right now is Hinge. I don't recall that being an option when I was online dating. Number four is OkCupid, and number five is one. It sort of rings a bell. Coffee meets bagel. Yeah, I wasn't familiar. That sort of rings a bell for me, but I don't know any, I haven't talked to anybody on it. But here's the thing. I was on multiple apps, and when I swiped right and connected, and I was talking to several men at the same time. That didn't make me a whore. You're just exploring. You don't know. I'm not going to say, one guy swiped right, I'm going to throw everything I got, all my eggs in this one basket, and let all these other go away. While I wait and explore this one match, no. I would talk to these gentlemen. Some of them would string me along by text for weeks. I'm like, okay, you're just wasting my time. Ah. Other ones, if they wanted to, I I really appreciated the ones that matched. We communicated by text a couple times. Let's exchange numbers. Let's meet. Because they are like, hey, if we're going to do this, let's do this. Let's find out if there's chemistry. And then we'd meet one and done, or I'd be asked on a second date. But I was simultaneously at one point, I believe at the most, I was actively seeing three men. And that and people think whore again. Just because you're seeing three men doesn't mean you're sleeping with three men. Right. You can meet them for coffee dates, dinner dates. You don't have to tell them your business that I'm seeing two other guys besides you and I'm just seeing if you're worthy of my time. No, you're still feeling them out. And eventually... The, the, the right one stands out as the clear winner, which was Alan, right? So I'm afraid what you've done is because you got on this dating app. What's her name again? Her name is Lori. Lori. What I'm, I'm just sensing, I don't know because I'm not on the phone with you. You got on the app. You swiped right. You found a live when you're like, I'm done. Please don't do that to yourself. This guy has so many red flags. I don't care how nice he is. There's a lot of scam artists who are the sweetest guys in the world who will just keep you on the hook Waste your time, if not your money, eventually, uh-huh. until you until you finally wake up and move on to somebody better. I want you to get back on the dating apps and start swiping again. And, you know, if your kids, your kids are there, they're seeing everything happening. They want you to be happy. If you're in this constant state of anxiety, questioning what's going on, am I putting more in than he is? If you're questioning it, yes, you're putting more effort in than he is. So let's go swipe around some more. It's going to be okay. And don't put so much pressure on every first date to be the one. Have fun with it. Enjoy free dinners. Enjoy getting dressed up. Enjoy the process. And eventually, every no gets you closer to your yes.
you know, 30 million women are impacted by weakened or thinning hair, including some women in my family. Now, the raspberry women, Robert, you may not know, are known for their thick, luscious locks, Mm -hmm. right? My mother's family, the Baker family, hardly three hairs on their heads to rub together. (laughs) But even if you were like the extreme, like my mother's never had thick, luscious hair or someone who's enjoyed hair your whole life, well, a full hair, you go through hormonal changes, stress, getting older. There are so many things, your diet, nutrition, they can affect hair growth. So if you're dealing with that, know that you're not alone. And know that thousands of women are taking back control of their hair with Nutrafol. And a lot of users are raving that the supplement not only transforms their hair, but it restores their confidence. When you've got your hair going on, Mm -hmm. you just feel good about yourself. You don't have to have on a stitch of makeup. Having a good hair day makes all the difference in the world. And Nutrafol can help you make that happen again. But, you know, healthier hair does take time. Healthier hair growth takes time. So you should begin to experience that thicker, stronger, faster growing hair in about three to six months. Connie Raspberry's on it, and she is so excited because she's a faithful pill taker. You know, and it's not that hard to take these nutrient supplements, but she is excited. I just got her started. She's barely a month in. I was like, hang in there, Mama. You know you're going to see the growth, and I'll I'll report back the findings as soon as she starts to notice. I can't wait. And you can grow thicker, healthier hair and support our show by going to Nutrafol.com and entering the promo code LETTERS to save $15 off your first month subscription. That's their best offer anywhere. And it's only available to U.S. customers and for a limited time. Plus, free shipping on every order. Get $15 off at Nutrafol.com, spelled N-U-T-R-A-F-O-L.com, and the promo code LETTERS. Love letters, love letters to Kelly. Dear Kelly, you are the love expert. I am. I've been with my boyfriend. I'm 51, so that feels a little weird to say. For about seven months and have lived with him for three. We're both mature adults, so we figured that we'd be saving money by moving in together. Anyway, how do I now tell him I want to move out? I really thought this was going to be a good thing in a financial sense, and it probably still is, but it isn't good for my mental health. Mm. Little things drive me crazy, like dresser or kitchen drawers left open, snarky comments when I'm joking about something, (laughs) playing classical music at top volume, Talking to me before I finished my first cup of coffee, that's a huge mistake. Yeah, yeah. There are other things as well that are more intense. These are just the little ones. I'm just not able to cope, and I've tried. I think it's the snarky comments more than anything that hurt. I've tried to talk to him about it, but he starts yelling at me and telling me Ooh. his own thoughts. He doesn't live in my head, so how does he know? <laughs> anyway, I want to move out in the next two weeks, but I'm unsure about how to go about it. Do I tell him now? Do I wait until the right before I leave? Do I just do it without telling him and hope for the best? I'm at a loss, but I know you can give me some advice that will put my mind at ease. Thanks, Kelly. Signed, Tanya. Who Hi, Tanya. On the phone. So, Tanya, 51, that's not bad. I mean, I, you're, you're good. You can call him your boyfriend. I think that's cute. Being mm. close to 50 now, when I say girlfriend, it's kind of weird. I don't. I don't I, it doesn't bother me. I think it's fun. But, um, okay, so you've been living together three months, and it's just not working out. Now, mm-hmm. is he counting on you for the half the rent, or is this just like... I pay um, a set amount um, every month, and it's not really half. He owns the house, so it's mortgage payment for so him. Um, if you move out, you're not and, putting him in a financial bind. You haven't got your name on a lease or anything like that. Oh, God, no. And he okay. was doing it before, I'm Right, he was doing it fine, but you're just like, I'll save some money, he'll help you out, and this will be great, and we'll fall deeper in love. <laughs> Exactly. Surprise, you can't stand him. <laughs> right. Well, well it's not that I can't stand him. I just can't stand some of the things. You right? can't. You're... 
And the longer you stay, the more uh, it becomes. Exactly. I can't stand him. So listen, are you wanting to break up with him? I don't know. You have yeah. to. Well, no, you don't have to. You have to. You don't have to. If you just surprise him and, uh, like you said, I just move out and he comes home and I'm gone, you're breaking up. I mean, that's hard to come back from that. But you need to have the conversation with him, say, you know, you've only dated seven months. It's not like y'all are, you know, absolutely sure this is the person I want to spend. Well, maybe you do know this is the person you want to spend the rest of your life with. I don't know. But it's still pretty early in the relationship. Did you move some of your belongings in and totally remodel a room or two? Like, no. did he get rid he, So he didn't get rid of stuff. Oh, no. He just, okay. He just so made then, a little yeah. room for you yeah. in the closet. It, it, it's not, yeah, pretty much. If you don't want to end the relationship, what I would say is, look, I think we rushed things a little bit. You know, we were, we're still in the get-to-know-you phase, and then we moved into this living-together situation. I think it was just a little bit too much too soon, and I'm, put it on you, I'm just overwhelmed. It, unless you want to break up with him. But if you want to try to save the relationship, I just say I would put it on you and say, I just think this was just too much for me in my comfort zone. I just, you know, I think maybe, I, I don't want to break up. I just don't want to necessarily live together right now. Can we just go back to dating and learning about each other from different apartments, <laughs> different places? Yeah. Do you think that's doable? Um, yeah, I, that's kind of what I was thinking about, but I just needed some Yeah, you just need me to push up. you to do it. You know what to do. We all know what to do. We just need somebody to... Validated, I so guess. So then what, you just stay over sometimes or what? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, Robert. You want the best of both worlds there. Well, you know, it's just... What? Seven months in a relationship, but, that's when you're still discovering new things about each other. True, but I'm just saying when a girl comes to a guy and says, this isn't working, you're going to be like, okay, well, then we're not going out. Well, when you're, when you're fully... I think after you've dated and fallen in love and truly are committed to someone and then you get married and you move in together, you know, the, the normal course of things that are, you know, traditional ways of doing things... Yeah. By then, when you've signed that piece of paper, you're so deeply in love, you ran down the aisle, then these little annoyances start popping up. And that's why, you know, that first year of marriage is so difficult. And you're like, I've made a mistake. What have I done? But then love wins. You, or know, you figure it out. You tell him and he's like, oh, I thought she'd never asked. This was great. Oh, that she's moving out? Yeah. <laughs> Maybe As he turns up the classical music louder thinking, <laughs> she's not left yet. Let me try level 20. Yeah. I don't know. So this, that's what I would do. I would just have a heart-to-heart with him. I know here we are right at the most romantic time of the year to be having yeah. it. But, you know, just say, you know, I don't want to break up, but I just feel like if we keep going with the ways things are going, I'm going to start getting more irritated. It's not going to work. It's just not going to work. And I want it to work and so I, bad. I just feel like we rush things a little bit. So, you know, and maybe he'll say, that's fine. Take a few weeks, you know, give you some time to find a place so you can make other arrangements. But... Yeah, don't blindside him. Then, then you, you might as well just say we're breaking up. Okay. And okay. do you say you've been thinking about it, or do you say you've already found a place? <laughs> I mean, if a man's telling me he wants to break up with me, and I've already found a place to live, and I'm moving out tomorrow, but here, here's the heads up. I don't yeah. know that I would love that. Yeah. I was thinking about telling him it's going back to dating. He told me a couple of weeks ago, um, like four or five weeks ago, that it wasn't working out. Oh, and that we were just two different people and stuff. And then we agreed to, you know, because we were mature adults, we were going to try to talk about things more and do things more. And it's just gotten, for me, I don't know about for him because he hasn't said anything, but for me, it's just gotten just nitpicky little things, you yeah. know? And so well, it doesn't just, sound like this um, is, I mean, there's some people that can, I know a lot of older couples, not that we're older, 50, I'm talking like, 
in their 60s and 70s who mm. find a boyfriend or a girlfriend and they just date because it's somebody to go get coffee with and somebody to go to movies with and they never live together and that works for them because they don't want more than that. They are very yeah, happy and set, set in their ways. So for you two, living together is what's the irritant. Do you want to just keep dating someone and keeping your own place? Maybe that's good. Maybe you're that independent. But if you want somebody that you can eventually build a home together, be under the same roof together, this might not be the perfect match. Yeah, and I definitely get what you're saying with that. I lived on my own for nine years. Yeah. And I think that it's just, um, it's an overwhelming thing. I don't have, you know, I don't have my own space. You're absolutely right there. I think that that's probably what I want. I'm not sure I want to get married ever again. Yeah. Um, And I say again, because I have done that. And, you know, I have grown children and so it, it is a case of I'm just not real sure what I want right now. But I wouldn't I don't want to give him up because I do really care about him. I know. But if y'all keep going the way it is, it's, I don't think it's going to survive because he's already told you he's irritated. You're irritated. Y'all need to, if you want to have a chance, let's just keep on dating, sure. you know, because mm-hmm. it's still real. I mean, seven months is not that that long it is when you're in your 50s no. Kelly. no it's not robert that's not nice he's joking i'm about to be that i'm yeah. about to be into the 50s so no i mean when i met my husband you know we met online dating uh we dated right at a year before he proposed because you do kind of figure things out but we didn't live together until after we were married that was just the choice we made because we have small kids too you know mm-hmm and it's different when you have grown children and you're like, nobody can tell me what to do. They've already, I've, they, they, whatever moral choices they're going to make, they're going to make, you know. But right, exactly. I, I want you to be happy. So at least for now, if you don't want to break up with them, at least get out. <laughs> you know. Okay. I'm going to take that under advisement and I will probably make my decision within the next two weeks. That sounds okay. good. Um, let that us sounds know. good. Yeah, All let right. us know. Give us the follow-up. I will. Up. Thank you so much. All right. Have All a good right. one, Tanya. Thank you, Tanya. All right. You All too. Right. Well, Robert, I think we've solved some problems today. Just like that. I think <laughs> we've uncovered like a lot of problems. Yeah, right. I don't know. Like she said, I'm usually yeah, right, yeah. but there is the occasion I get it so wrong and it's glaringly wrong to everyone but me because I'm like, oh, it's just, you know, my opinion. Are opinions ever wrong? No, they can't be, right? Can opinions be wrong? I guess, I guess, tech, well, factually, an opinion. Well. Opinion's not fact, right? Uh, this could we could debate this for yeah. hours. Let's not do that because we have other things to do today. But I do want to thank John Georges Georges <laughs> for doing such a beautiful job singing the love letters to Kelly jingle. I want to thank Tanya and Allie and everybody who wrote into love letters to Kelly today. Thank you so much for you know trusting my opinion and asking for my advice. I couldn't do the podcast without you. Remember, Robert's here too. He's here to pitch in his two cents every once in a while when I let him speak. That's right. <laughs> but anyway, we, we just appreciate you being here every week with us on the podcast. And we're going to do it again next week. But in the meantime, we need more jingle singers and we need more love letters to Kelly. So you can submit all of that at lovelettersdokelly.com. Every day we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, 
Join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.